about a year down the road, uh, you're living your life. Everything's the same. Mm. It's all normal. Uh. Uh, you decide to take a trip. You just kind of want to get away. Yeah. So you you get on a you get on a an Amtrak train, mm. and you're going to Milton, Ohio. Mm, never been there before. Right. Love it. So it's just you're just wanting to get away, right? They've got a they've got a uh, I think they're called the Great American Smokestack. Uh huh. It's just like a it's just a, a big smokestack. Huh. But there's a a picture of a sexy lady on the side. Mm. It's like a wartime painting. Mm. And part of the smokestack they pulled off of a, a warship. And that's like the guys painted a sexy lady on the side of the gun barrel because they wanted to strike fear into their opponents while also turning them on. Yeah. And they pulled that off of the boat. And that's part of the smokestack now. And you're like, whatever. I'm just going to go see this smokestack. So you go, you take the Amtrak train, takes you like three days to get there, you know? Yeah. Uh, eat, you eat train food. Mm. You feel like it changes you a little bit as a person. You feel like you see the world through the eyes of the common man a little bit more. Hmm. Uh, just train food does that to some people. Yeah. So you're just kind of like riding along, thinking about your life. You get into Milton and you're like, I, I'm going to get some actual real food. You, you look around, they got like fast food. There's an Applebee's there. And you're like, oh. Okay, go to this Applebee's. So you go to the Applebee's. Uh, what what would you order if you went to the went to the bees? Uh, I'd probably get like a like some sort of a some sort of steak, like maybe an eight ounce. Yeah. Like a ribeye. A ribeye. And then I get a margarita. Margarita, perfect mark. I get a perfect mark, and then I get some the, if they got any sort of um uh, potato side. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we got a eight ounce ribeye. Baked potato. Uh it comes with a seasonal vegetable. Mm-hmm. We got broccoli and mm-hmm. like great. there's carrots and stuff. Uh yeah, just do that. Right. How do you want your steak? How would you have your steak cooked? Yeah, but, um, yeah, medium. Medium. Okay, that's fine. So they bring the steak out to you and you cut into it and you take the bite, and it's the best fucking steak you've oh ever my had. God. Right? Apple. It just it melts in your mouth. It's like every fiber of your being is harmonious. Uh, everything, every part of your body is working together to just enjoy this steak. It's just it's just so perfect. Mm-hmm. If you had a frequency, this steak would be on the exact same frequency. <laughs> right? It's just you don't even you don't even digest it. Like you don't even there's no stool from it. It's huh. really weird. Huh. Your body it's so perfect. Your body absorbs every single ounce of it. And distributes it where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. And there's no waste from it. It's so good. Right. You get a perfect margarita and they weren't lying. It's perfect. Every sip tastes like a sunrise. With every sip, you can almost feel your you can almost feel your elbows breaking into the cool sand on the oh, beach, what you the know? Fuck. Like you're breaking through where the sun is and now you're hitting where it's a little bit cooler and wet. And you're kind of like, oh, but it feels so right. Oh. You feel that with every single drink. Now, next to you at the bar is uh, you're alone at the bar. There's just a drink there on the bar. It's the the remnants of a Bloody Mary. Hmm. So you see, like they got a celery stock yeah. in it. Uh, yeah. You know, like olives and stuff. Yeah. And you're just looking up, kind of looking around, and then you hear from the corner. You go. You hear a, uh, hey, Claire. <laughs> 
You hear it like coming from your left. <laughs> and you look. There's nobody else in the bar. The only thing in the bar with you is that that Bloody Mary, that empty Bloody Mary. And you kind of look at it. And in addition to like the olives and the celery, there's like a little cornichon, a little pickle mm, on a toothpick. Mm-hmm. And you look at it. <laughs> and it's looking back at you. You look at it and you see that there's like small indentions where its eyes would be. Ugh. And he has a, a smile made of seeds. Oh, hello. And then you like look up a little above his eyes and it's just got the thickest, fullest, most jet black pompadour you've ever fucking seen, dude. You can get lost in it. If you step in, you're not making it out. It's a thick fucking pompadour. This is a corny show. Right? And you look at it and it goes, hey, I'm Bill the Dill. (laughs) He goes, Claire, I'm here to help you out of your pickle. (laughs) And you kind of look away in disbelief. And when you look back the second time, his eyes are now more real. They don't, they're not just seeds anymore. Like you see the whites of his eyes, you see his iris and his mouth has gone from seeds into like a cartoon smile that extends outside of his frame. Mm -hmm. And the corny shown is wearing like a greaser jacket. (laughs) What would you, what would you say to him? Uh, Say, uh, nice to meet you. (laughs) It's Claire. I'm I'm here. I want to help you out of your pickle. I say, I don't know what pickle you're talking about. And you think that, and then you kind of look away because you do feel like you feel like you've been uh, just kind of stagnant for a little while, and you haven't been able to shake loose of it. Mm. And you thought that like taking this trip would kind of get you out of it and kind of make you feel like you needed to just reset, and you've done that. So you kind of feel like almost that I'm not going to use the word destiny because that's fake, but. <laughs> You almost feel like it's meant to be. What would you do? Would you accept his offer to get you out of your pickle? I'll accept uh, accept the offer. So he says, great. And he goes on to tell you that uh, basically he and the other members of the pickle clan have determined that there's a, a man murdering people in Ohio, uh, right where you are. Uh, uh, the weird thing about this guy is there he's only murdering people named uh, Charles. Hmm. The thing about it is that Milton is where they have Charles Con every year. <laughs> it's a convention. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Con is a convention for people named Charles. If your name oh, is Charles, oh, no. you can come to this con <laughs> for totally free. If your name is not Charles, <laughs> they will they will shoot you if you step on the grounds. <laughs> Charles Con is there and this guy loves to murder people named Charles they go look Bill the Dill tells you he goes look I can help you out we can get you out of your pickle you just gotta take care of this Charles killer would you do it so yeah Bill I'll help you out okay so he he gives you the address of the uh, of where the convention center is right he actually Bill the Dill gives you a new license 
and it says Charles O'Kane. So they legally had to change your name. Otherwise, you would have been shot on sight. It's just sure. part of the rules. He sure. goes, we can do it. We can switch it back. We know, guys. <laughs> so you go you go to Charles Con, right? They've given you like a photograph. Uh, the man you're looking for is about six foot seven. He's rail thin. He wears like a bucket hat all the time. And that's what he uses to kill people. He's so tall, he takes his hat off and he just smothers them with it. And then he... When he's done, he breathes in the hat oh and then God. puts it back on his head. Fuck. So you're like walking around, right? You're looking at all the events. Uh, there's like. a there's a two Charles one bag race. That's where two guys named Charles, which is everybody <laughs> here, they get into one giant potato bag and they have to race other groups of two Charleses. There's a uh, Charles in charge virtual reality simulator. Where you're Scott Bayo and you just hate anybody who's not white. <laughs> it's like Scott Bayo right now. That one kind of sucks. Nobody really goes to it. There's a Charleston Chew exhibit, the official <laughs> candy bar of Charles Con. <laughs> you get a Charleston Chew when you walk in and you see everybody gathering and uh, they're all standing before a stage and they're like, ladies and gentlemen, Charles Grodin. And Charles Grodin walks on and he's like showing clips of him in Beethoven right mm. and you're looking at the crowd and you see just this man wearing a bucket hat who kind of towers over everyone and you see that he's like slowly walking towards Charles Grodin the Grand Marshal of the Charles Con Parade <laughs> what would you do I'm gonna I'm gonna charge towards yeah. bucket hat what would you do you just leap at him I'm gonna leap. So you leap at him, and what do you? How do you? Are you gonna like try to take him out right away? Gonna, I'm gonna try to take take him out, tackle him, maybe choke hold. You're gonna choke him to death? Not to death, but okay. Into so you, submission. So you like, you jump, you like run and jump, you run through a sea of Charles's, yeah. And you jump on this guy's back, and you you get him, you get him down on the ground. You got it choked out. I choked out. He passes out. The police come. All the policemen are named Charles. They abide by it too. So there's only like two of them. They're like, we got a guy named Carl's. <laughs> and you see when they say that, there's like a guy on like a, he's like, he goes, can we bring Carl's in? And as soon as he asks him, you see like a, a sniper on top of the tower shoot right at the cop's foot and like scares him. He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to go that serious. So they, you end up like explaining to him, like, "Hey, I know this guy has killed before. I know that this guy like has killed men named Charles, and he was gonna murder Charles Grodin." And his hat comes off, and there's like a a crude cartoon drawing of him strangling Charles Grodin. And they're like, "Holy shit, this is the Charles killer!" And they all, everybody gasps, and then the entire crowd beats him to death <laughs> to avenge all the other Charleses who couldn't make the con this year. <laughs> So you get walked out of Charles Con on their shoulders. You're just to a sea of, of hurrahs. And they set you down outside and a bus pulls up. And it just says home on it. Hmm. You get in? Yeah, I mean, my work is done. So Yeah. So you get in and this bus, you're the only one on it. And it just takes you straight home. Drops you off right at your door. And you go get out of the bus and you turn and you look and 
in the chair, you see like a, a red velvet hat. It's the first thing that strikes you. And then you see that, that hat is covering up just a thick jet black pompadour. And you see just an elongated pickle spear wearing a city bus driver uniform. And it kind of looks at you and it says, thanks, Claire. And then the doors close and it drives away. You walk into your apartment and you just feel completely renewed. You just feel so at peace. You feel like you finally figured everything out. Like the trip just got something in, into your bones again and made you excited about being creative. And you have the, n- the next 10 years are the best of your career, right? You star in a major motion picture that becomes a smash hit. Oh my You're God. a multimillionaire. Wow. You, uh, you marry Tobey Maguire. Mm. You guys have just the romance of your lives. Great. You know? um, and then the world ends. Huh. The world just ends. There's a nuclear attack. Who did it? it? Who knows? You know what I mean? (laughs) There's just a nuclear attack. Humanity can't sustain itself. You were on the peak, though. I mean, you were definitely like on the way up. But just before the bomb dropped, right? Just before the bomb that wiped out all of humanity dropped, you were sitting at your kitchen table, looking out your window, just admiring the knoll outside of your backyard, right? You got the windows open. You feel a breeze on the air and you feel that breeze and you feel like you felt it before. It reminds you of a time when you were nine years old and you were at the local city park and you were on that thing. It was like a giant spring that had a cartoon character and you would wait, you would bounce back and forth and you just smelled like the fresh shredded tires that covered the, the playground. And you feel that same exact breeze in your hair. And then you see a mushroom cloud in the distance. <laughs> and the earth explodes. <laughs> but you were doing pretty good. <laughs> the earth exploded. Oh, oh okay. 